Hello and welcome to the Dementia Together podcast. My name is Jessica Hubbard and in this episode we're speaking to Anne Hode in Kent. Anne, a former nurse and youth worker, was diagnosed with a rare form of dementia called posterior cortical atrophy or PCA in 2021. Around five years ago, Anne's friends and family noticed that something wasn't quite right. She went to her GP who initially prescribed her antidepressants But after speaking to friends who had had depression, Anne's husband Tony realised that her symptoms were different. They returned to their GP and asked for further tests, which enabled Anne to get the right diagnosis and treatment. Anne now helps to support others affected by dementia, and helps Alzheimer's Society to educate the next generation of healthcare professionals about life with PCA. Although Anne's PCA means she sometimes struggles to find the right words, Her husband, Tony, helped tell her story when I spoke with them. And can you tell me a bit about your upbringing or your memories of growing up? What can I say? What can I say? The fact you lived in East London. East London, that's it. And you had like, is it nine brothers and sisters? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, Anne lived in a very small house as well. So you can imagine it was pretty chaotic, (laughs) wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But happy. We're very happy. I mean, mum's, my mum was always like um, running around saying, get out of there, get out of there. <laughs> Which was good. It's good for me. We had a very, very nice. Um, you had a very happy uh, child. Yes, didn't you? a very happy child. Even though it was a small house with a large family. Yeah. yeah that's the important part, isn't it, really? Yes. Yeah. At school, Anne knew what she wanted to do when she grew up. Many of her family members had made careers out of helping others and Anne knew she wanted to do the same. So, I wanted to be um, a nurse. <laughs> yeah. And so Anne, she went yeah. to a local grammar school, obviously left school at 16, and you became a trainee nurse, didn't you? Yes, I did. In East London. Mm. <laughs> so Anne, Anne became a nurse when she was like 16. Mm, and yeah. I met Anne on her 20th birthday when she was nurse of the year in the hospital, in the hospital where she worked in Wanstead in East London. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. How, how, how did that make you feel? It's quite a, a recognition of your work. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't I didn't ex- expect it, but it, it just came out. Was it a particular type of nursing you were doing or was it general nursing? It's general nursing at the moment. Yeah. At the time. I had so much in me. She had joy. Um, yeah. I think that's what Anne's trying to yeah. say. Yeah. It was her vocation to yeah. be a nurse. And she was good at it. I met her, and then a year later to the day, we married. <laughs> You've briefly kind of mentioned um, that you and Anne met, I think it was at your 20th birthday party. Is that right, Anne? When you- yes, it was. I think that was like the party. Because Anne became nurse of the year, they had a party. My friends and I, we, we, yeah. we went along to this party. All the nurses were there, you see. And Anne was one of the nurses, and she was actually like one of the sort of leaders of the party, really. Yeah. So that's that's where we met, June 1971. That was a long while ago. What stood out about Tony, Anne, or...? You tried to get to me. I helped Anne. <laughs> because she was organising all the drinks, etc. <laughs> she seemed to be a little bit wiped out. I went over to her and said, look, let me help you. So I got chatting with Anne and she told me she was nurse the year, which of course I was very impressed by. I think I gave Anne a lift home and, and after that we obviously met each other from time to time and a year later we actually got married. Anne and Tony went on to have three children with Anne leaving her hospital role to become a nursery nurse. She then continued working with young people as her own children grew up. 
that kind of explains your next career move as well because you you nursed and then you worked with children at a council what did that involve oh yes yeah yeah Uh, i used to go and do things with they were they were children up to the age of about 15. it was in east london yeah and then became a a youth worker and then she became like one of the head youth workers yeah she did that for about 12 years vocation fran she enjoyed helping children and telling them off (laughs) (laughs) yeah anne and tony eventually decided to move from london to deal in kent tony explains this was because anne has become unsettled and friends and family started to notice that she wasn't her usual self they decided to go to anne's gp but getting a diagnosis was not straightforward so you you haven't always lived in or near Deal. My family came from Deal, which is a seaside town on the south mm. coast. We've been here like three weeks when yeah. Anne went to see the GP. And the GP at that stage never suggested it was Alzheimer's. She put her on these antidepressants. So I'm not blaming the GP, by the way, because only when things became more and more progressive, I knew other people also that were on antidepressants. Mm. And I asked them about their condition, and it was quite different to Anne's. I thought, Oh, it's just not just there's more to this than meets the eye. So Anne then went and had an MRI scan, and we were then referred to the mental health team. And Anne went through a whole series of assessments. The actual MRI scan, it wasn't absolutely conclusive, but the consultant after the test said categorically that you know Anne has got this rare condition of Alzheimer's called PCA. So I don't blame the GP because I think no. I think it I, I think often it's misdiagnosed. If I'm honest with you, I think it started seven or eight years. Because previous to that, you know, Anne's sister-in-law, I should say, came here from Australia. Mm. And they went away together. And Wendy came back from the trip and said to me, you know, your Anne's not right. I thought, that old age, you know. And then I'd noticed things myself over a period of time that I discarded as not being relevant. PCA can cause problems with vision, recognising faces and objects, literacy and numeracy. This can make normal everyday tasks difficult or impossible. People with PCA can later go on to develop symptoms more typical of Alzheimer's, like memory loss and confusion. This may be why some people with PCA are sometimes misdiagnosed, as the symptoms are initially quite different to Alzheimer's disease, which is a more common type of dementia. When when you started to have symptoms, Anne, um, Tony was saying that people around you noticed that something wasn't quite right with you. Um, do you remember how you felt? I think... I, I I sort of just pushed it away. I find that um, that now I've I've got my head around it. So you know I can sort of talk to myself and say, subject. I think I'm sort of okay now with that. You just make your own, don't, don't you? You make your own time. I quite understand that the diagnosis might not have been what it should have been, and our GP has been extremely supportive. And I myself. I didn't appreciate what's happening there. Is is there anything that your GP does that that makes it feel like you're listened to and like they take you seriously as well? I'd say is A, she's responsive, and B, she always has face to face. She spends time with Anne and um, she has a few problems with it. And the GP has been helpful in that area. Yeah. She took time to meet with Anne and if you ring her, she's always there. There for you. After returning to her GP for further testing, Anne was able to get the right diagnosis. This allowed her to access treatment to help manage her Alzheimer's PCA. Anne takes them regularly. There doesn't appear to be any side effects, which is yeah. good. 
and mm. sleeps a lot and goes to bed at say 9 30 10 o'clock which apparently is often not the case with people mm. with a good, you know, dementia so at the moment that's good news the difficulty for Anne is that what do you do you know when this condition you can't do anything the reality is Anne is generally a very positive person mm. but you can imagine she has a moment yeah it sounds like you you want to do all these things and then the PCA is just in in the way yeah exactly that so to recap Anne Hode is 72 and lives in Deal with her husband Tony they moved from London around five years ago around this time family and friends noticed Anne wasn't quite herself she went to her GP and was prescribed antidepressants but when Anne started to struggle with things like reading and writing her husband Tony realised something else might be wrong. They went back to Anne's GP and had some further tests and an MRI scan. Anne was told that she has a rare form of dementia called Alzheimer's PCA. Next, we hear from Anne and Tony about how their lives have changed since Anne's diagnosis and how they try to live as normal a life as possible. Tell me about your, your hobbies or your passions, Anne. I know that you like um, gardening. Yes, yeah, I still do. Are you still able to, to garden quite a lot? A bit. Anne's condition is called Alzheimer's PCA, but it's a condition where your perception, your sight perception is affected. And as a result of that, Anne's awareness of things is, is compromised. It's difficult for Anne um, in terms of managing where things are and utilising them, things mm. like TV controls, washing machine, even turning taps on, etc. So Anne's ability to do that is diminished but she's able to go for a walk wow. and we got a dog with we've always had dogs well for 40 odd years so Anne goes for a walk with the dog with me every afternoon mm. so it's important that Anne gets out. Have you found any ways to kind of adapt to gardening because it it must be quite a challenge? Yeah it's, it, it is actually <sighs> as I say um, I, I tend to sort of think something i don't know I, I can't i can't put it into words and it's perception of where yeah. things are is yeah. not quite right yeah so if you're trying to cut a, you know like you know trying to trim a tree or something or yeah or you know pick some flowers even yeah. where you think the flowers are is not where the flowers are <laughs> but the thing i would say is that when we have a nice sunny day and will come and sit out here on the patio and still has a love of the garden Albeit that she's not able to physically do the garden. I try. Yeah, it does try, but regrettably, not, <laughs> it's not easy, unfortunately. Yeah. Anne's condition has changed the couple's roles completely and makes normal everyday tasks and activities difficult or impossible. But Anne and Tony are determined to continue doing what they love, travelling when they can and walking their dog every day. Anne was an extremely capable person when it came to things like washing, ironing, housework. She just did it all. <laughs> and now <laughs> I find that challenging. So it's like my life, for both of us, it's sort of turned our lives upside down, really. Mm. We can't fly. No. Nah. But we go to Dorset. Yeah, uh, it's good. So she does have does have a quality of life. Yes. Uh, but I it's do. not what it was. It's just mm. different now. It's a shame, really, that, that I can't do what I want to do. I mean, Tony's very good. <laughs> but are there things, things I want to do and, and it's sort of I used to love to do things but it just really was out my thinking I couldn't do it I just turn around and sort of say oh I can do that then it must be really frustrating but 
your your perception of things can be quite a challenge, I imagine. Yes, yeah. But it, it doesn't, you know, I don't really sort of, uh, sort of say, oh, I wish I could do that, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I've got over that. But... I would say that most of the time Anne is positive, but as you can imagine her condition, someone that's been very active and does sometimes get a little bit upset. Yeah. Well, I go, I go to um, a place in... Sandwich. Age Concern run a oh. group there for yeah. people with dementia. Mm. She was originally going to Colts, but she now goes to another group and goes for five hours on Thursday. It's good. They have a couple of people there, facilitators, that run the session, and the other people are similar condition to add. Mm. Different forms of dementia. It's very annoying that you can't sort of do what you want to do. Yeah, really. and finds it very frustrating. So I drive her there on Thursdays and drop her off and pick her up, mm. which is good because... It gives me five hours, effectively, to where I can do what I want. You know, I do use it to sometimes do things in the house, visit people. I would suggest that for all people in our situation, that's a valuable thing. As well as attending groups for people with dementia, Anne and Tony try to socialise and keep in touch with family regularly. Anne needs a bit of support in the mornings, and then um, she'll listen to the radio, and then she'll watch TV. Mm-hmm. And if it's nice weather, we go for a walk or Anne can sit outside and watch me in the garden. We try and then we try and speak to our daughter every day on yeah. FaceTime. Does, yeah. Um, she comes over twice a year from America and stays with us. So I try and take her to see people, social interaction, mm. try and maintain as best she can a sort of fairly normal life, really. Your sister was here and the boys were here. Yeah, that's it. The boys and that, yeah. The one that comes to me... And he's, he's very, very, very good for me. You know, he's, 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 he's very sort of um, help, helpful. Bunches of air condition. And you've got, you've, got, you've, got, you've got your people that you know. And that's, that's very, I think that is very good. Because, you, you know, if you've got a nice, a nice um, people around you. I'm, I'm conscious that, you know, it's a progressive condition and I want to try and maintain everything I can here, really. But I think it's important that we try and... Because, I mean, the fact that Anne's able to go out for a walk every day, she loves the dog in the garden. So I want to do everything I possibly can to maintain as normal a life. To me, that's like number one priority, really. Anne and Tony are now using their own experience to help other people affected by dementia. What we do is we try and actually involve ourselves with... The community here runs various things. Go to local church where they have, like, uh, events for pensioners, people with dementia are there. We go and meet other people with similar situations. You're also um, taking part in Time for Dementia. I mean, what what made you want want to do that? I think we've always been keen on voluntary things some people need help they need support and um, felt that anything we could do to do really you know we've got got time to do it Anne and I both feel that anything we could do to support other people would be Mm. worth doing would you say that talking to people about dementia and your experience is important Anne yes yeah Yeah. you know there's a lot of people out there that really don't you know, sort of think, they think, oh God, what am I doing now? I don't know what to do. And if we can sort of help anyone, really, 
with that that sort of thing. It's um, it's a good good thing. We've, we've, I think we've come through quite a lot of uh, things going on. I'm, I'm quite happy. Yeah, yeah, I would say most of the time you are, but you have your moments. If you, if I'm honest with you, don't. Well, you? that's you. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I try to sort of get rid of it with myself. Yeah. She'll have moments when she gets very quite distressed, actually, mm -hmm. and then she pulls herself together. She apologises to me profusely. I quite understand it because if you're someone that had a very active life and all of a sudden can't do anything, it must be awful. And do you think it's um, it's that, that having a kind of positive mindset that helps you through, Anne? I think it is, yeah. I don't really think that I sort of go, oh, poor me. I'm not that. You've got to make your own time. Next steps. Visit alzheimers.org.uk slash about hyphen dementia to learn more about the different types of dementia and the treatments currently available. For personalised information and advice, call our dementia support line on 0333 150 3456 or for Welsh speakers, call 033 00 947 400. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe for more Alzheimer's Society podcasts. This podcast was written and recorded by Jessica Hubbard and produced by Meteorite.